My brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi, and uh, we highlight the center of our faith as Catholics, that is the Holy Eucharist, the Holy Eucharist, this beautiful gift that Jesus gave to us, and in giving it to us, he gave us his very self. Okay, Jesus is the center of what we're all about as Catholic Christians, and the Second Vatican Council famously says that the the Holy Eucharist is the source and the summit of the Church's life. Okay, so everything that we are, what we're all about, comes from the Eucharist. It's the source and the summit of the Church's life. The Church's life is a supernatural life. Okay, it's Christ's own life, and this is what Jesus is speaking about today in our Gospel. You know, uh, part of the context of this chapter here, the sixth chapter of John, if you, you know, you go to your Bible and you open it up and you kind of read what comes before and what comes after, what you see is that the Jewish audience that Jesus was speaking to was scandalized by his speech here. Why were they scandalized? Well, in general, the Jewish people, not all Jewish people, but many of the Jewish people missed what Jesus was all about. They didn't understand him. They didn't understand him. He was kind of like, he's like he went over their heads. Okay? Because Jesus was all about the supernatural. And these Jewish people that missed him and misunderstood him, they framed out their entire worldview in terms of the natural. Not in terms of the supernatural. In terms of the natural. Okay? So this is a well-known thing, and I, I speak about it, it shows up in a lot of my homilies, is they crucified Jesus and they didn't understand who he was because they expected, he didn't meet their expectations, they were expecting uh, a political and earthly Messiah who was going to come and he was going to save the day and give free bread to everybody, okay, and uh, he was going to be a military leader, he's going to kick the butts of, of the Romans. All right, and liberate the Jewish nation, and the and the Jewish people would be the would be the head of the world, okay, and everybody else would be enslaved to them, <laughs> you know, or at least be like second class citizens who would like come to Jerusalem once a year and just say, "You Jewish people, you're the greatest thing ever," okay. That's kind of, that's what they that's what they imagined the Messiah was going to come and do for them, but Jesus's kingdom is not of this world; it's heavenly. Okay, And it's supernatural. It's not natural. So the Jewish people, they would interpret everything that he would do and say, like so for example, after he does this, all the the Jewish people who thought he was great, they're like, oh, we're going to go and make him king because he gives us food. Okay? And, uh, you know, after the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes, this is what they're thinking. And he has to hide from them and he, he avoids them. Because evidently there's something really, there's a big piece of the puzzle that's missing in their understanding. Okay? And then those are the Jews that were like fanboys. They loved him, you know. But then the Jewish people, they didn't understand him. But then the Jewish people who hated him, they didn't understand him either. Okay? His fans and his enemies, no one, no one understood him. Very few people understood him. And so the, the, the people that hated him, they accused him of talking about cannibalism here. Okay? All right. So, you know, the, the, in the Jewish law, it is contrary 
to the law to eat blood. Okay, so you you can't if you kill an animal, to, you know, in a sacrificial manner for to consume it uh, for yourself as well as to sacrifice it to God. You have to make sure the blood is emptied out. And to this day, within the Jewish um, customs, there are very um, uh, intricate uh, protocols that they follow to make sure all the blood is taken out of the meat. All right. So for the Jewish audience to hear Jesus about drinking his blood, it, it was completely scandalous to them because they were interpreting him in, in too literal a fashion. They thought that he was talking about cannibalism. All right. So if we can, just for a while, go back to that main distinction I'm making between the natural and the supernatural. When Jesus is talking about his life, he says, unless you eat the, the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life in you. What kind of life is he talking He's talking about supernatural life. He's not talking about natural life. Okay. So if we go up to an animal and we kill it and we consume it, its organic material is being assimilated at a biological level into our bodies. Okay. That's not what is happening with the Eucharist. Okay? With the Eucharist, our very selves, including our biological life, our natural self, our body itself, is being lifted up and integrated into God's supernatural life. It's an amazing mystery, an amazing mystery. And so we just got done celebrating the Blessed Trinity, okay, last Sunday. And now we have Corpus Christi. What's the connection between these two feasts? Corpus Christi brings us into the heart of the Trinity. Okay, so if you notice what Jesus says here, he says, just as the living Father sent me and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. So the Father is the living Father, living with the supernatural divine life. From all eternity, he generates the Son. Okay, within the mystery of the Blessed Trinity. And they share this supernatural divine life from all eternity, the Father and the Son. Now the Son, who lives because of the Father, becomes man. A, a human created nature is assumed into the divine nature of the Son of God and integrated into his one person. He dwells amongst us, visible. We can touch him, we can see him, so forth and so on. Okay, And in doing that, in, in affecting the incarnation, he is taking human nature, your nature and my nature, and he's lifting it up. He's not taking God and bringing him down to our level. You see, that's what the Jews were thinking. They're like, okay, God, you're going to basically fit into our natural earthly box. All right? We want a glorified Jerusalem with big walls. We want big walls. Okay? We want gates really nice. All right? We want our vats full of wine, and I mean lots of wine. Okay? You see, taking God and putting it, it's not what Jesus was doing. In the incarnation, he's taking the natural and the human, and he's lifting it up and he's integrating it into God, into God's life, into God's way of thinking and seeing and, and operating and living. And the Eucharist is our ticket up into the mystery of the Trinity, up into the mystery of God's own inner life. What an awesome, awesome train ride that is. What a beautiful ticket to eternity, into the heart of the mystery that is the Trinity. Starting with the life of the Father to the Son, and now 
the Son integrating us up into his own life and carrying us to the Father through the Eucharist, through the Holy Eucharist. Again, we're not taking Jesus and consuming him or something like this, like a cannibal. It's not an act of cannibalism. All right, Many of our Protestant brothers and sisters accuse us quite directly of that. You guys are cannibals. You're eating. <laughs> okay, that's not what's happening. All right. So also in the Protestant mindset, it's still that kind of earthly Jewish mindset that's scandalized by God's supernatural life because they interpret it in terms of biological life. What an awesome, awesome privilege it is. And it takes an illumination of our heart and our mind through the gift of faith to understand this. It's not something that you just roll out of bed and say, oh yeah, I understand that. Okay, it's a mystery, and it takes the gift of faith that's given to us through baptism. And everything that we do in our lives, okay, is meant to protect that gift of faith and to cultivate that gift of faith and to cause it to give it space so that it can grow and be nourished and flourish in our lives so that we're people of faith and we're living not at a natural level. You know, St. Paul says, you have died with Christ and your life is now hidden in him where he sits at the right hand of the Father. Set your mind no longer on earthly things, but on heavenly things. Okay? Is that a challenge? I bet so. Right? Because we're always busy about, you know, taking care of our own natural life. It's only natural. Okay? There's nothing wrong with it. But the challenge is always to make sure we're not taking God and bringing Him down to our level and fitting Him into a little box that makes sense according to our own natural categories. But the challenge is always to be in faith submissive and docile before the mystery that is the Trinity, before the mystery that are the sacraments, before the mystery that is the Eucharist, such that our lives are lifted up and assumed into the life of God, integrated into His categories, so that we live according to His mind, and according to His ways. Okay, And we view all things on earth through the lens of heaven. My brothers and sisters, it is the Eucharist, more than anything else, that helps us to do that. Okay, and again, as I say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually give communion right now. You normally want it. Alright, it's kind of inappropriate to be giving communion while the, while the Blessed Sacrament is exposed. But, um, given these crazy times we're living in, I think that I want to do that. So I'll give out communion. Okay, and we're gonna spend some time in adoration. I'll be back here, here in confessions for anybody who'd like to, uh, make a confession. And uh, that'll be till noon, and then I'll come back at two o'clock and do benediction. Okay. Um, next Sunday we're going to be starting up Sunday Mass again. Hurrah! Come on. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. So it's. I'm sorry we weren't able to do it this weekend. There's actually quite a bit that we've had to had to get ready. Um, uh, there's a little bit of a mass change, change in the mass times. Probably most of us know already the, the sad news that Father Walter is leaving us. Uh, we're going to be getting Father Mike Merritt in, so there's a whole change in the guard. There's really just kind of a lot to do. We had to open up Fairhaven, get things going over there too as well. So, But next Sunday we're slated to, to be back online and, and going with our Sunday Masses. Praise be to God.